Hello, friends, and happy second Sunday of Advent. I want to invite us into a story today. It is the backdrop to the scripture that we'll take some time with. So picture this with me. There is a man who lives in ancient Israel, and he is a high priest. He has dedicated his life to serving God. He is well-respected in his community. One day, as he is in the temple performing his priestly duties, something truly surprising happens. An angel appears to him. The priest is seized with fear. The angel tells him not to be afraid, but that his wife will bear a child who will become an important prophet, one who will turn people's hearts to God and prepare the way for the Son of God. But the priest doesn't fully believe the angel, especially since both he and his wife are older in years. So the priest asks the angel for a sign that these things will indeed come to pass. Well, the angel tells the priest that because he has not fully believed the words spoken to him, he will be mute until the angel's words have come true. And so for months, the priest is indeed completely unable to speak. He communicates by using hand signs, by writing on a tablet. Then, eight days after the infant is born, the priest and his wife are dedicating the infant at the temple as was Jewish custom. And without warning, the priest's ability to talk suddenly and miraculously returns. And with his tongue, the priest gives glory to God, beautifully proclaiming with prophetic strength, about the good thing God is doing in Israel by raising up a Savior whom his son would prepare the way for. Well, the priest in this story is a man named Zechariah, and his wife is Elizabeth, and they are the parents of John the Baptist. Before we turn to today's text, I want us to consider just for a moment what it might have been like for Zechariah to go for so many months without the ability to speak. I imagine, to put it mildly, it must have been inconvenient. Probably it was quite humbling, especially for a public figure of high esteem, such as a high priest. I wonder if he ever found it to be confusing, like, what exactly was God doing? How could this have possibly been accomplishing anything good? Well, we can't pretend to know exactly what God was doing by rendering Zechariah mute for nine months. But we can see that indeed something mysteriously good and transformative was taking place in him during that long silence. Because when words returned to Zechariah's tongue, he was a completely different person. His faith was strong. His conviction was deep. No longer was he someone who doubted God's ability and God's word. You see, just as God was growing an infant in Elizabeth's womb over those nine months, he was growing Zachariah's faith. So let's hear the words that flowed out of Zachariah's silence. Where do you see hope in these words? Where do you see reason for rejoicing? How might the silence that Zachariah experienced have helped to shape these words? These are the words of Zechariah from Luke 1. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. 
He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David, that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins. By the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. So those were the words of Zechariah. But what about us? How is God using silence in our own lives for his good purposes? The book of Ecclesiastes says, there is a time to be silent and a time to speak. When are the times to be silent in your life? Are there times to be silent in your life? Last week, we talked about waiting. Often silence and waiting, I think, go hand in hand. Just as God is mysteriously at work when we enter into an active biblical posture of waiting as we do during Advent, so too is He at work when we practice silence, when we let our tongues be mute for a time, when we create a space in which we rest our voice so that His voice might speak. You see, silence is something that I believe can help prepare our hearts for Christ just as God used silence in Zechariah's life to prepare him for the coming Messiah. But of course, silence can be hard. It can be uncomfortable. It can be inconvenient. Usually, we would rather run from it than embrace it. I would go so far as to say this. I think silence takes practice. I want to take a few moments for us to read the passage again. But first, we're going to take a minute of silence. And in that minute of silence, I invite us to be present to God without words. You don't have to do anything in the silence. Just offer him the time. Enjoy the rest. Imagine you are in the shoes of Zachariah. What might God want to be doing in you as you rest your tongue? Then, after the minute of silence, I will read the scripture for us again. And I invite you to listen to it with new ears. The ears that have been prepared to hear it by silence.
Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has looked favorably on his people and redeemed them. He has raised up a mighty Savior for us in the house of his servant David, that we, being rescued from the hands of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the forgiveness of their sins, by the tender mercy of our God, the dawn from on high will break upon us to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. I want to close by saying this. The silence that we practice together today The silence in which God was doing something that you might not be able to name and might have very much been under the radar, but was nonetheless real. That is a silence you can return to any time you like, as frequently as you like, for as long as you like. God is able and waiting to meet you there. Let me pray for us. loving Father. It is hard for us to imagine you. You are too big, too wonderful, too mysterious for us to comprehend. But you have sent your Son to reveal yourself to us in a new way. As you used silence to prepare Zechariah to fully embrace the coming of your Son, help us to be open to what you would do in our hearts in the silence that we enter today and during this season of Advent, as we too wait for Jesus, as we look to Jesus, as we put our hope in Jesus. Amen.